When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hop Chronicles. Follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. In the last episode of the Hawk Chronicles. Well, are you just going to sit there with your mouth hanging open? Or are you going to explain to me what this thing is? There is a lot to absorb here. Yes, Dad, there is. Did you not hear him? He said he's an alien. Boy, I tell you, I for one would love to get a crack at interrogating Lista. You're not gonna tell him that you captured him? At least not for a couple of hours. I take it your men on the roof fell into the hands of the feds too. Which means we'll never have a chance to question him. The stip was stolen? You've got to be kidding me. Nope, I'm dead serious. Do they know who it is? Oh, they know who it is alright. Kelly Merritt. Kelly, are you okay? Am I okay? You just told me my sister's on an alien planet in a hospital. There are aliens among us. You were actually in an alien prison, and this guy is an alien. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be a long recovery time. Boy, that's gotta be tough. One minute you're standing in the captain's quarters, and the next you wake up in a hospital bed, and you don't have a face anymore. Jim, I don't have a face. And now, episode 102, A New Era. What does he mean, Jim? What does he mean she doesn't have a face? Kate? You can't get excited like this. You need your rest. You're healing now. Into what? Don't you remember what I looked like when you came to see me after I was shot? But you had a face. Yes, but the whole side of my head was disfigured and I had brain damage. Now, I'm smarter than ever. Hey, and I have to wear a prosthetic device to make it look like I had scarring. So they're going to do the same thing for me? Uh, Not for a while. You have extensive damage to your bone structure that has to also heal. Once that's done, they might be able to do the somatic cell matrix on you like they did on me. And in the meantime, I'll look like John Merritt. Who's John Merritt? Uh, The elephant man. The what? Uh, I'll explain later. Nate, how bad is it? I know Jim is probably lying to me. How bad is it? And why aren't there any mirrors in here? Kate, when I got to you, I thought you were gone. I didn't think anyone could survive what happened to you. So it's that bad? I'm not going to lie. It's that bad. But you're alive and in the best hospital in the galaxy. I mean, it's a miracle you can even talk. He's right about that. Doc said that a lifetime of physical fitness and the proper eating made you strong enough to live through that blast. Now, you gotta be mentally strong. How long are they going to keep me tied down here? The restraints were necessary while you were out of it. They had to keep you still. I'm sure Dr. Baker will be back shortly to talk with you and get those restraints off. As for the mirrors, well, you know... 
It's like you said, you look like an Egyptian mummy. There's not much to see but a lot of bandages. I want to go back to Earth. I need to see Dad. And, oh, Kelly. What on Earth did they tell Kelly? Well, they said you were caught in a gang crossfire on the way to work, and uh, you were taken to Walter Reed and then transferred to the Mayo Clinic. Gang crossfire? She'd never buy that. <laughs> From what I understand, she didn't. Working around her when you get back is going to be a major undertaking. Listen, Kate, I know you want to get back, but you can't just hop in an ambulance and drive across town. We have a nice medical package on the Mercury. I can get you back to Baldabar when you get cleared for travel. And once you get to Baldabar, you got that nearly two-day trip back to Earth. And you know they'll probably send you back to alternate Earth to the same facility Barnes was in. I know all of that, but none of it's going to happen if I'm just lying here. I'll talk to the doc to see if we can get a time frame for travel. In the meantime, please, get some rest. Rest? That's a good one. What do you think I've been doing for the last week? You said earlier you rescued Lynn. Is everyone okay? I'm doing great. Couldn't be happier. I may not be able to remember a lot right now, but I do remember that you're not happy unless you're making money. It's a long story, Kate, but Nate was able to help lure away the forces guarding Lynn. He was held up in that cave. A cave? And while I was there, I found a huge stash of diamonds that the chief let me keep. Chief? What chief? Real nice guy. Heads up one of the Galazan tribes. Like I said... It's a long story. When you're stronger, I'll tell you the whole thing. Even how we captured Lister. You captured Lister? How? That Wi-Fi gave him up after he mutinied on him. You're right. I need to get some rest. I thought I heard you just say that Wi-Fi turned on Lister. Nate and I will go down to the hospital cafeteria and get some chow and check on you later. You're going down to eat hospital cafeteria food? Now I know I'm hallucinating. Captain Jocko, welcome aboard. Thank you, Commander. I trust you got Lister back safely to the Boldabar stockades? Yes, thanks to the controller notifying fleet that our bat was destroyed. A rescue ship was already in orbit when the Mercury picked up everyone else. Actually, Captain Jocko, I summoned the ship soon after your unfortunate landing on Galaza. Well, I suppose I have you to thank then. And our landing was actually quite fortunate. We all walked away. Are you referring to the old aeronautical saying, any landing you can walk away from is a good one? One could say that. At any rate, thanks for pre-positioning that fleet vessel. And it enabled us to go directly to the Boldabar stockades. The Boldabar shuttle is clear of the docking port. Autonomous return sequence initiated. Your salvage vessel is within range. I'll notify you when it's about to dock, in case you want to move about the station and relax. I'm good, thanks. Robo-4, do you still have contact with the satellite we deployed over Galaza? Stand by. Accessing satellite. If you can still get data, I'd be interested in the current weather at our landing site. Your crash site, Captain? I like to think of it as a controlled landing. I understand. Satellite accessed. Gaining data for your crash site. He's persistent, isn't he? <laughs> to a fault. Captain, since there is no previous data to model weather patterns, I can only make a logical deduction that you can expect mostly clear skies and a 22% chance of precipitation during the late afternoon hours. Well, that sounds like a fairly accurate guess to me. Thank you, Robo-4. I will notify you if there is a change in the weather pattern. So I gotta know, what sort of mood was Lister in when you captured him? Let's just say that I wouldn't want to be Wi-Fi right about now. He muttered something about treason and the day is coming for something. Treason? 
He actually complained about treason from Wi-Fi? You can't get any more treasonous than Rage. Right? I mean, Rage stands for Rebels Against the Galactic Empire. To rebel against the Empire is the definition of treason. Were you able to track Wi-Fi? George tracked him back to Latumus. He is currently on the dark side. Therefore, I have no current satellite data. We tracked him back to the penal colony. So he is either still there regrouping his forces, or he's on the move. Well, he's not my problem right now, but I don't think it's the last we've heard from him. Commander, the salvage vessel is locked in for automated docking. Captain, you can expect to board in about 25 time units. Thank you, Robo-4. I suggest you make quick work of your recovery mission in case Wi-Fi decides to come back and retrieve some of his equipment. I'm sure he will eventually. There was a lot of mined copper left there. If he still has thoughts about carrying out a satellite-based pulse ray attack, he'll need it to finish his so-called death ray. Without Professor Lin to fine-tune the guidance system, we may have to abandon that project. Like I said, Commander, not my problem. My only concern now is to recover the bat and report for my next duty assignment. Hopefully, it's the last we'll hear from him for a while. Hey, you okay? Why do you ask? Because you've been staring out at the chop tank for the last 20 minutes. Gee, I don't know, Dad. Maybe it's because I just learned that the world is not anything like I thought it was. Portal travel, aliens living among us, an alternate Earth, not to mention a father who's over 100 years old. Now when I go to the grocery store, I wonder, is that cashier one of us or them? Did the Egyptians build the pyramids? Did aliens build the Easter Island statues? Was that movie right? Elvis didn't die, he just went home? Separating fact from fiction will be hard at first, but once you understand how things work, it'll be easier. How things work? I thought I had a good handle on how things work. Now I'm not sure of anything. I'm pretty sure that now that you know about the IDF and all of its trappings, you'll have a meeting with the controller. Pierman's brother? Yes, he's the one Kate met when she investigated the Roosevelt Monument on that rooftop. He'll probably want to brief you at Martin State. Martin State? You mean at Pyramid's Warehouse? Well, that's where we'll start. What do you mean, start? The IDF Central Hub headquarters is at Martin State on Alternate Earth. Alternate Earth? You mean like on another planet, Alternate Earth? You expect me to travel to another planet? I don't even like traveling across the Bay Bridge. That's Alternate Earth enough for me. You can't even tell the difference. We'll take the Roosevelt to Pyramid's. He'll initiate a transfer. We slip through a portal right to the same position at headquarters. You don't even feel the ship move. I don't care if you feel it move or not. I'm not too thrilled about leaving this dimension to go to another one. It was scary enough to go from Long Wharf to Pyramid. Kate was pretty apprehensive on her first trip. It's perfectly normal. Dad, seriously, there is nothing normal about any of this. Just step into this steel tube, and when the door opens, you'll be there. Nothing abnormal about that at all. I heard the same thing back when the first airliner boarded passengers for a cross-country flight. Passengers boarded a big aluminum tube in New York, and when the doors opened a few hours later, they were in L.A., a trip that used to take several days. Comparing an airplane to a spaceship that looks like an elevator is not the same thing. I'm just saying, back then people could not conceive commercial airlines, let alone the future of jet travel and landing a man on the moon. In the same way, we can't conceive stepping into a portal device. Could you imagine, for instance, going to a college class in the 1960s and opening up a laptop? I remember when a computer took up the entire floor of the science building. There was no portable memory. If you ran a program, you punched out several hundred cards and hoped 
you didn't have a single hole wrong or your program wouldn't run. I understand what you're saying, Dad. But like the early airline passengers struggling with the concept of commercial flight, I can't comprehend portal travel and aliens among us. It's a lot to take in all at once. I hear you. I can remember when I first found out about all of this. I was flying my P-51 thinking it was the hottest, most advanced flying machine ever built by man. Then I flew through a rip in the dimensional fabric and got a rude awakening. So that was you in that magazine photo. Right before that flight. It took me a while to come to terms with the whole interdimensional thing. It's going to take you some time, too. One of the hardest things you'll find is to keep the secret. You'll want to tell somebody about it, but you can't. Yeah, I can see going into work. Hey, Kelly, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I had lunch with a few aliens on an alternate Earth and went to an Elvis concert on his home planet. How about you? Exactly. Look at the people who say they were abducted by aliens and probed. So that really does happen? Of course not. Those people are just having bad dreams. The aliens that come here are far advanced in the medical field. They have no need to probe anything. But some of them have been careless and were spotted traveling through. This alternate Earth. Is it like ours? Very much so. We're actually coexisting, but on a different plane. We influence each other to the point of near parallel history. The other side, though, has done a much better job with the environment and world peace. That's why they're over here, to keep an eye on us. Remember the Cuban Missile Crisis? I've seen documentaries on it. Why? Did they have something to do with this? Let's just say that if they had not intervened, we might not be sitting here talking right now. A major atomic war could rip the dimensional fabric and destroy their world along with ours. Uh, when do the kids get back? Uh, in a few hours. Why? Well, you know how they pick up on your mood changes. You need to have it together before they get back. I'm telling you, keeping the truth from your loved ones is the toughest part about knowing this secret. I should know. Yeah, I didn't realize you were such a good liar. This is something I want, need to do myself. Yes, as I have discovered. Good help is very hard to come by. I take it that Wi-Fi turned on you during the rescue mission. You are undoubtedly referring to Zokar and the unprovoked attack on my mining facility. I prefer to think of it as a rescue mission to free not only Professor Lin, but the native inhabitants that you have enslaved. Finding you unconscious was a bonus. You obviously didn't see that one coming. My reach is longer than he can travel. Justice will prevail and I shall have my revenge. Why are you here? You know I have nothing to say to you. You and I fought in the same war those many years ago. We both rose through the ranks to eventually become regional controllers. You were once well respected by your peers. My peers? I have no peers. We had opportunity to take over the entire galaxy, and we squandered it away for diplomacy and a weak federation. On the contrary, we prevented chaos and tyranny by uniting the galaxy through the federation, a government you betrayed through treason. I did not betray the government. I honored the people to fight for independence from bureaucratic rule. 
Many followed me and I abandoned the role of a mere regional controller to become supreme lord and master of rage. You mean the head henchman of a gang of cutthroat mercenaries. Why do you waste breath and precious time with this reminiscence? I'm here to give you a chance at redemption. Redemption? Yes, redemption. We know all about your failed plan to knock out the power grid on Earth and destroy their communications. We know that Zokar is determined to carry out this plan. We need details. It's the only way you can save yourself. Details. A collection of small, seemingly insignificant actions that cloud the end result. The bolt on the base is a left-hand thread. Now, that is detail, but why? I care not for details, number three. I only care about the end result. I'm talking about the when and where. When is when it happens and where is where it happens. Given my present state of incarceration, you'll have to ask Zokar for those details. Where is he now? You old fool, if I knew that, he would be no more. And just how do you propose to dispatch him when you are here, cut off from the rest of the universe? My reach is far, number three. How do you think we were able to steal the Mercury from the Baltimore spaceport right from under your noses? Rage is everywhere. Trust no one. I have complete faith in my people here. I can see, though, that perhaps I need to bring in someone special to deal with you. Special? That is nice of you. I deserve someone special. I'm not sure you'll see him as special, but let me assure you, he is. You gonna finish that? What, this? <laughs> I'm not even sure what it is. It's a gazoon strip. Alright, now, that's a new one I mean. What's a gazoon? It's similar to your steer, but it has a trunk. I hope I'm not eating the trunk. It all depends on your definition of a trunk, but I can tell you that it's not his nose. You know, uh, I'm not really that hungry. So what's your assessment of Kate's state of mind? Well, it takes me back to when I woke up after being shot and was wrapped up just like her. I was confused, I couldn't remember anything, and frankly, a little scared. I imagine she has all of those thoughts too, but at least when I opened my mouth, my voice came out. That's gotta be tough. I can't imagine me with someone else's voice, even if it was synthetic. I mean, what if she has voice encrypted security? Or people keep asking, who's calling please, when she calls friends or family? Well, we're all going to have to get used to her new pipes. But that's not the biggest problem. It's not? The technology for a larynx transplant is still in development on Earth. We've had successful transplants, but there's a much longer recovery period. Patients need a tracheostomy tube for breathing and food intake right after their operation, and Kate doesn't. She'll just have to stay out of sight for a while. Tell that to Kelly. She'll start digging into transplant history and realize something's up. Plus, transplant recipients get their own voice back. Even if it is someone else's voice box? Yeah. The sound of your voice isn't dependent on the larynx. It has to do with the shape of your mouth, nose, and throat. It's also influenced by the size of your tongue, how you change its shape. She sounds different because her voice is being synthesized, which is technology a little too advanced for Earth right now. Well, there's your answer. She had so much reconstructive surgery that it changed her voice. I mean, she's going to have to explain her facial appearance anyway. Honestly, I think all of that's the least of your problems. Why do you say that? You were surprised to learn that I was the one special ops for the IDF. I saw a lot of bad things. I know guys who went through what Kate's going through, and it changed them. You have a different face, a different voice, and post-traumatic stress from what made you that way. Some guys just couldn't cut it. She's tough. I know she is, Jim. 
but she's never faced such a life-altering event like this. I'm just saying, you need to be ready for a rocky road. Rocky road. Now that sounds like a good idea right about now. Excuse me? Rocky road, it's ice cream with chocolate bits in it. Ice cream. You mean that confectionery made from mammal's milk? Yeah. You've never tried any? You do know where mammal milk comes from, right? Uh, of course I do. That's why they're called mammals. <laughs> and you're grossed out from eating a gazoon's strip. Good morning. I forgot to ask last night, did the kids enjoy their sleepover? They had a great time. I don't think they even missed me. So I take it you managed to hold everything together. No questions like, what's wrong, Mom? Or, are you sure you're okay? I lied through my teeth. I guess I learned from the best. Hey, come on now. It's something that had to be done. What's worse is that when you told me the truth, it was so unbelievable I resented being made fun of. It was a case of the truth is stranger than fiction. So is there any news? The mission to rescue Professor Lynn was successful. And I understand Barnes went to Philly to be with Kate. Since we're over 20 hours behind, I'd say he's had at least a full day with her. That means by tomorrow we'll have an idea of her condition. We can only hope so. If she's still in an induced coma, at least Jim will be able to talk directly to her doctor. Say, you won't believe who her doctor is. Dr. Phil. (laughs) No, not Dr. Phil. Dr. Baker. The same Dr. Baker who briefed us a few days ago? The same guy. He's a good liar, too. Are all you IDF people trained liars? We prefer the term protective disinformation, and yes, we are all schooled on disseminating disinformation. You mean like if a right-handed person looks left, they're lying? Or throat clearing or repeating a question might indicate lying? Disseminating disinformation, yes. But it's not quite that simple. One protective method is to give disinformation to a source, and they then spread it, believing it's the truth. It then becomes misinformation. Lies aren't detected because the person in question believes it to be the truth. Like when Aunt Karen told me that a picture of you with your P-51 was taken recently at an air show. Perfect example. Listen, I know you don't approve of misleading people, but this is something that you will have to do on a daily basis. The best thing to do is talk as little about your private life as you can and stick to the truths you can share. So how do you know when someone is an alien or works for the IDF like you? Do you have a secret handshake or coded phrase? You don't seek them out. The fewer you know, the better it is if you get into enemy hands. Would that be rage? Yes. You will be connected to the agents that you need, only for the mission you are on. I'm sure now that you know the truth, you'll be meeting with the controller. Pierman's brother, the alien. Yes, and Pierman will be your local handler. Everything you do within the IDF comes from Pierman. Wait a minute, Dad. You're talking like I'm now part of this alien force. What if I don't want any part of this? You should have thought of that before you went poking around and flew the stip right to Pearman's headquarters. <laughs> you should have seen your faces when I opened the door. Well, as they say, the cat is out of the bag now. What do you think they'll have me doing? What you're good at, research. From time to time, they need information on suspects, and you're in a position to do some digging. So I imagine you'll be an information asset. With Kate being in law enforcement, she fit right into the enforcement side of the IDF. Let me guess. If I refuse, they'll have me look into a fancy fountain pen with a flashbulb. No, they just let you go to the press and to your friends and tell your story. Your father is really over 100 years old, your sister works for aliens, and you travel around in a space-time interstellar portal ship, hopping from one galaxy to another. So those kooks in the tabloids are really... For the most part, telling the truth. But who's going to believe them? Well, 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 look who's back to the land of pleasant living. 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but nice to see you, Detective Mac. Congrats. Thanks, rookie. It's been a long haul, but uh, thanks to a lot of people in my corner, I made it. I just wish Agent Hawk could be here so I could thank her personally. I don't have any doubt that she will make a full recovery. I'm sure she'll be happy for you. How did St. Louis go? I heard you guys nabbed a couple of terrorist bombers? I was there mostly for my expertise in structural demolition. That's not what I heard. Word is you played a key role in tracking down the source of the explosives. Looked like you might get more responsibilities around here. You mean no more traffic duty? Well, I wouldn't go that far. Look, I was in your shoes a few years back. I kept my mouth shut for the most part and learned everything I could on every case I assisted with. Well, learning is the easy part. Keeping my mouth shut, well, I may have to work on that one. Say, does Barnes ever stop by? Not for a while. I think he's been preoccupied with Hawk's injury. How about Horace? Same thing. The department has reached out to him, but he hasn't really been available. You can't blame him. No one expected her to get hurt in an office job with Homeland Security. Say, is Captain McCall in? Oh, you didn't hear? Hear what? McCall took a job out in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma? Wow, that's clear across the country. Did she give any reason? I don't know. The lure of the great northwest, I guess. Clean air, fresh mountain streams, less crime. That's just my luck. All of the hard work I've been putting into Impressor, now she's gone and I have to start all over? Maybe not. You got a real nice report from St. Louis. Speak of the devil, here comes our new captain now. Hey, Nelson. Detective Richards? What will the SIS be like now that Richards is in charge? How will Kelly cope with the IDF? And who's the controller bringing in to question Lister? Find out these answers and more in the next edition of the Hawk Chronicles, The Reunions. Are you in the mood for a good laugh? <laughs> or maybe a good scream? How about some childlike wonder? Or a thought-provoking mystery? Then get your ears ready for a treat, because the Mutual Audio Drama Network presents shows every day for your enjoyment. Each day is a different genre featuring the talents of a huge pool of audio drama masters. Oh, and some clever comedy creators as well. <laughs> Subscribe to the Mutual feed and get them all, or choose the genres you really love. Ooh. You'll find the Mutual Audio Network at all your favorite places, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, EarBuddies, Podcast-O-Rama, Casting Call, Cod past and wherever quality shows are found. Okay, I made a few of those up. Or simply go online to MutualAudioNetwork.com. And of course, it's all free. free. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Listen and imagine together. Maintaining social distancing, of course.